Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 162. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Next Step Test Prep, the MCAT podcast is here to make sure you have the information you need to succeed on your MCAT test day. We all know that the MCAT is one of the biggest hurdles you'll face as a pre-med, and we're here to give you the motivation and information that you need to know to help get you the score you deserve so you can one day call yourself a physician. If you are looking for some more help with your MCAT, go check out nextsteptestprep.com and check out their MCAT course. Their MCAT course is something I reviewed in depth at mcatcoursereview.com. It's a good YouTube video all about MCAT course from Next Step Test Prep. And of course, our new host here on the MCAT podcast is Phil, who runs office hours four days a week for the course. So go check it out, nextsteptestprep.com, and use the promo code MCATPOD to save some money on the course. Let's get back in with another great episode with Phil, talking about how to really stay motivated while you are going through the MCAT prep process. Phil, back for some more MCAT podcast. We, uh, last couple of weeks, talk about cars, talking about marathons versus sprints. And when I talk about cars, I'm not talking about like Lamborghinis and Ferraris, but <laughs> everyone's really favorite. It's a marathon, yeah, right? Just yes. Take uh, a Lamborghini. <laughs> everyone's favorite critical analysis and reasoning skills or section. Is it skills or section? Skills. Skills. Yeah. Um, this week, kind of going to cars, right? <laughs> Almost everyone has some weak points in the car section, but obviously weak points in every section. And so when we were talking about cars, if you haven't listened to that episode, I would recommend going back two episodes and listening to that one because there were some new things that have come up, right? We're 160 or so plus episodes into the MCAT podcast. And there were some new things that we talked about that really haven't been brought up about how to review a test and and how to potentially start uh, preparing for the MCAT versus uh, if you have a couple months to study versus not a lot of time to study with taking notes and everything else. And uh, today I want to dive into finding those weak points because I think in life in general, I, I've been repeating this a lot. Uh, there, there's a, a, a podcast that I listen to and and the the guy on that podcast talks about self-awareness all of the time. And the more I hear him talk about it, the more I talk about it, the more I realize that it's it's the key to everything, right? If mm-hmm. we are not self-aware, especially in this pre-med process, 
then we are in deep, deep trouble, right? If you think about a surgeon, who, who there's, there's a whole podcast about Christopher Dunch, right? the, the neurosurgeon mm-hmm. in Texas, who was not self-aware about his own faults and failures and, and whatever, or he was just a sociopath, um, uh, potentially. And, and it led to the death of some people and lots of morbidity for other people. The, the self-awareness in this pre-med path, in being a physician, in being a medical student in being a human being is so important to being successful in life. And I want to hear your thoughts from from everything that you've seen working with students uh, one-on-one with Next Step, working with students as the the MCAT course office hours guy. What have you seen students struggle with in terms of being self-aware to identify those weak points and and what are you seeing students who who are doing really well at identifying those weak points? How are they doing that? Yeah, this is this is a real meta analysis we're going to do here, you know, like talking about the talking about uh, <laughs> of an exam. Yep. Um, but you, I think you hit on this like self-awareness is so important. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I, I definitely have some faults, but I am a little bit strange in that I almost kind of crave like a little bit of discomfort because that's when I feel like I'm growing. Yeah. Right. When I feel like I'm in an area that this is not, this is not my strong suit. And that's what, that's when you learn the most. Um, and we're, we're in a society um, in general where people don't like to say that they were wrong or say that they didn't know something or you don't even want to think about it. Right. You tend to just kind of put your fingers in your ears and go focus on something that I'm good at. Right. Yep. Um, and just kind of not pay attention to those other things. And this, you know, this, you know, maybe goes subconscious and carries over. Maybe not, maybe, maybe not, but it's really important to understand, you know, where you're going wrong and, and how to get better. And that, the best way to do that is through exams, through reviews, through doing questions. Mm. Um, I, I like to use this analogy. Like if a patient comes into the clinic and says, I'm sick, you don't just give them a pill and then they're better, <laughs> right? Like you have to figure out what's wrong with them. Are they diabetic? Is it a heroin overdose? Do they have a two by four sticking out of them? Um, I was I was doing that doctor thing all wrong then. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, just giving man. pills. If they walk in, <laughs> I'm a Pez dispenser. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of the same thing. I really like to use exams as analytics, analytic Mm -hmm. tools. And so there's obviously going through an exam, you've developed some stamina and endurance, you have better understanding of the data analysis and how the questions go. But a big portion of that is to help you figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. Um, So many students go through the exams and they look at the question, you know, if did I get the question right? Great, I missed the question. What was the right answer? Why was it right? What were the wrong answers? Why were they wrong? Don't get me wrong. You do have to do that. Like that is something that is really important and integral to the process. Um, But those self-aware students that are really trying to figure out how best to improve, they go, they don't just ask like, what, what was the right answer? Why was it right? What was the wrong answer? Why was it wrong? They ask, why did I choose the wrong answer? Right. Was it, and this is something you can have like three different students that all missed the same question. And you know, like their scores are all identical, but what they need to do is different for every single one of them. And so if you have a student that, let's say there's a passage and it's an electrostatics passage and there's three students and they've all missed 
the same calculation questions. Mm. And so one of the students might just not have known the equations that they needed to use. One of the students might have known the equations, but not known which equation equation to use. Like, cause they, they have them all memorized, but like this question was asking about voltage. I got like eight equations with voltages in them. Um, I didn't know which, which tool to grab from the toolbox. Yep. Um, or it could be a student that knew, like had the tools, knew which one to use, but then math errors, right? Okay. Like problems with rounding or things like that. And so all three of these students got the same scores, but what these students need to be doing is different, right? The student that doesn't know their equations, they need to know their equations, right? Mm-hmm. Get some flashcards, kind of go through, make sure you've got those things memorized, like your kinematic equations. The student that knows their equations, but didn't know doesn't know when to apply them. And I gotta be honest, this is the majority of the students that I come across. Students think that if they just memorize the equation, they'll be fine. Yep. Um, you, you wanna understand when does this equation apply? When does that one apply? Cause there's some weird things with like hydrostatics and hydraulics and fluid dynamics where it's like this rule set applies here, this rule set applies here, or electrostatics and magnetism. Electrostatics is the study of stationary charges. Magnetism is the study of moving charges. So if this proton's moving, all of a sudden magnetism is in play. If it's not, then there's no magnetism. Yep. And so knowing when to apply what thing is important. And so that student probably needs to do just a bunch of discrete questions. Forget the passages. Like they just need to see a bunch of questions and understand how do I answer this question? How do I answer that question? How do I answer this question? Um, and so they'll, they'll kind of get a, a better idea of you know what these equations, which equations are good for what sorts of questions. What are the rule sets for this this equation? And the last student just needs to do like a math review, right? Maybe they need to watch some videos on dealing with scientific notations and logarithms and things like that. Um, and so all three of those students got the same score, but all three of those students, their homework is different. One needs to do flashcards, one needs to do practice questions, and one needs to watch videos on logarithms. You you forgot about the fourth student. The fourth student is is a student who gets the same score, uh, but thinks that they are perfect, and it was the test writer's fault. <laughs> oh, that happens a lot, especially in cars. Yeah. We talked about cars two weeks ago, and cars is trying to test not what you know, but what the passage said. And so students bring in what they know and they're like, but no, but this is right. Right. <laughs> I know this. And like, yeah, but that's, that's not how you deal with cars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really common thing where students kind of just aren't aware. And I would say 90% of students don't review like they should this like really thorough asking why I missed this question. What's the lesson to be learned from this question? Um, so whenever I'm working with a student, we're kind of going through, it takes us, it takes a long time to go through an exam. Generally speaking, when a student takes an exam and then they review it, it should take longer to review the test than it takes to take the test. Yep. And it already takes forever to take the test. Yeah. And so students don't want to spend, you know, 10, 12 hours reviewing, but you want to kind of do this big picture analysis. You know, we talked about it before, but look at the passage and the questions as a whole and try to understand what stuff did they ask about and what stuff didn't they ask about. That way you can understand what the MCAT writers care about and what they don't care about. There's a lot of passages that, you know, I say this often that each passage is probably 80% fluff that you, there's stuff that you just don't need. And like, I'll read a sentence. I'm like, there's no way they're going to ask about this. Um, like Ebola is a deadly disease. More research needs to be done in this. It's ravaged parts of Africa. The MCAT's never going to ask, like, should we research Ebola? Like, is Ebola something we should study? You know, where is Ebola? Like, they're not going to ask those questions. It's yeah. too, 
So that whole paragraph is just fluff and could be deleted and students would do better because they'd have more time. And so recognizing that you know, this information is important and that information is not important is really tricky and comes from really thorough review. There are some things that students don't pay attention to um, just because it, it's not important in like real life. Like if they say something like this protein is found in the pancreas, but not the liver, that sends off huge alarm bells in my head because this this protein's probably not in a lot of organs, mm. but they went out of their way to say it's not in the liver. And so they're setting me up for something. Right. That's going to be something that's part of a question. And a lot of students aren't going to pay much attention to that compared to like Ebola is a deadly disease that ravages <laughs> blah, 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 because that's exciting. And it's Ebola. and It's interesting. But you know, this protein is not found in the liver. That is testable. There's going to be a question on that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the the whole awareness of of things and identifying those weak points. I, I know we talked a ton about reviewing tests and and. Uh, you mentioned that reviewing a test should take longer than taking it. I know we've talked uh, with Claire and Brian before that you should review about twice as long as as you've taken it. So one day to take the test, two days to review it. And so when I hear students who are like cranking through seven exams in a week, I'm like, <laughs> I, the, the whole like, uh, what we talked about last week of setting those goals, like you just got that dopamine hit because you're, you're taking lots of tests, but it's not super effective. But you're not improving. You're, you're not, not improving. Exactly. So I, I that happens all the time. It's yeah. a student like, I'm going on spring break this week. I'm going to take five exams. I'm like, well, you're not going to be any better at the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your butt will might be flatter because you, right. you've been sitting for hours upon hours. <laughs> um, but but you're not, your test score won't be any better. So when it comes to to those students who are are getting the same scores, missing the same questions, getting the same questions right, but for all different reasons, is there a, a way, we've talked a bunch about how study groups are great for, for preparing for the MCAT for studying. Is there a way that as a study group, you take a test and you go through a test together? Yeah, I think that is really big, especially talking through the passage, mm. um, because most of the time when students review, they end up just ignoring the passage. And so most of, actually when I'm when I'm with working with a student and we are like late into the the study and they're close to their test date, most of the time what we're doing is we're looking through passages. I'm like, all right, tell me about this. What did this mean? What does this thing mean? And like they may have like only missed one question in this passage, but there was some stuff there they didn't understand. And that should be setting up alarm bells. Um, and so reviewing the passages is big, especially because, you know, just through the process, if, if a student does this and they go and look at the passages and say, where do the questions come from? You're going to notice that in the sciences, they come from the figures a lot. Mm. In any given like random passage, let's say that there's six questions, I'd say four of them are from the the figures, one of them is from the passage, and one of them is a pseudo discrete that doesn't actually need the pass their paragraphs at all. And so I, I've learned whenever I'm dealing with an exam, I, I'm paying way more attention to the passages or to the figures, the tables, charts, data, you know, graphs. Those things are really high yield. And that only comes, you know, just from constant kind of reviewing and looking at what did they ask about, especially on AAMC materials. Mm. But, you know, obviously we emulate that as well at next step. Oh man, so much. I, I think one of the biggest things that I've seen with students uh, and, and humans in general is the the complete lack of wanting to accept that maybe 
they have some weaknesses. Do you have any mm-hmm. suggestions for for helping students either again being self-aware that they have these weaknesses or helping them overcome either either accept it or maybe not be ashamed that they have these weaknesses. Yeah, that's it. Ignorance is a shameful thing, right? But it's not, right? Everyone yeah. is ignorant of everything at some point, right? Like I I've I've been ignorant at times. <laughs> we all um, have. I, I often talk about this sometimes when I'm like setting up students, you know, working with them. Like here's a time when I was wrong, right? And so I'll bring this up at the very beginning and I'm like, so this is a time when I was an idiot. So now you can, you are feel free to feel like an idiot at any point and then we'll be <laughs> equals. Um, and, and that's, that's super important that just, but you know, I, I mentioned that I feel like when I am struggling, that's when I'm growing and I'm, I'm, I have very growth mindset. And I think that that's what students need is they need to have, you know, take pleasure in the, like, I didn't know this earlier, but now I know this. And so I am better. And so nobody likes to admit that they were wrong. Um, it's belief perseverance, which is a psych term in the psychology, sociology section. Um, people just want to continue believing and not admitting that they were they were incorrect. Um, and so be aware of that. You know, there's some idea that if you show me somebody who is never wrong, then that person never grew and never took any risks. And that's, you know, being comfortable with that is, is really important. I'm a mountain of ignorance at times. There's, there's time, there's a lot of stuff that I've learned that I did not know before. And that's only possible if I didn't know it before. All right, there you have it. Hopefully this has motivated you to stay motivated through the process. I get so many questions from students about how to stay motivated. And now I know that I can just send them to this episode. So if you have any fellow classmates, if you yourself are struggling, hopefully you can re-listen to this. Hopefully you can share this with your classmates to let them know how to get through the MCAT. It's a long, long journey. Again, go to nextsteptestprep.com. Check out everything they have to offer to help you on your MCAT journey as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. I look forward to speaking with you again next week where we talk about really something that's very important and that's self-awareness. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.